0: what is up hello what's happening how are you i am so good how are you doing i can't complain (laughs) (laughs) what was that
1: that was my siri my siri just answered it said hey i can't complain thanks for asking (laughs) okay (laughs) Okay, thanks thanks for that siri that's really helpful (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the Bay Podcast. I'm Flo Critchett, and this is the show where an average Crossfitter talks about health, functional fitness and the CrossFit lifestyle. So if that sounds like your bag, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode again. Let's podcast. Today's episode was recorded over Zoom in March 2020 and I was in Birmingham in the UK in lockdown number three. My co-host was in Massachusetts on the east coast of America hence the audio isn't the best I'm afraid. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Before we jump into it though, I just wanted to mention the Jim Bungers website and social media. Consider checking it out, consider dropping into a virtual class, you won't be disappointed and perhaps I'll even see you there. Okay let's do this, CrossFit at home with Jim Bungers. So I'm very excited because today I'm joined by Mr. Morgan Bungers. Hello, Morgan.
0: Hello, Flo. What's happening?
1: This is exciting.
0: Oh, very pumped. Very pumped to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I'm so honoured because, you know, you're kind of a big deal, really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least I think so. Um, Tell everyone who you are and how we became acquainted.
0: Totally. Yeah. So uh, my name is Morgan Bungers. Uh, I currently am running a virtual CrossFit uh, gym named Jim Bungers. Uh, but the way we met, the way our paths crossed is I used to uh, be the head coach at CrossFit New England in Natick, Mass. You and Paul dropped in there yeah. uh, and hung out and had a great time. My fiance or my girlfriend at the time uh, yeah. brought her dogs and you guys were excited to see dogs. So you guys <laughs> hung out and hit it off. And uh, the coolest thing about that, the strength of like the bonds you make at a CrossFit gym, uh, yeah. you guys stayed in touch by, uh, with Katie and you guys, um, and the world got turned upside down and we started this thing. And it turns out that you guys were able to join us for some Zoom classes. We stayed in touch on Instagram and we ended up here talking about it on a podcast. So True. really cool turn of events.
1: I, I love that summary. Um, We are unable to see each other for now, but we will soon emerge. And I mean, I'm going to have to watch a YouTube tutorial, I think, to remind myself what traveling actually is, because I can't (laughs) remember um, how you even, you know, take, you know, how do you get to an airport? I have no idea, but we'll we'll get there and we'll come visit you guys and you're more than welcome over here. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for that for that day to come.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, Okay, so. I have talked about Jim Bungers and yourself before on my podcast, so my regular listeners will will probably have you know heard of you. But let's start let's start as if you know no one's ever heard of you before, and like let's start with your background in sport. So, what is your yeah? Where did you start with sport?
0: Yeah, totally. So um, hockey was my main sport growing up. Started playing street hockey uh, very young. That uh, oh, wow. my main focus, yeah, main focus through high school and then actually found CrossFit through our high school hockey team. That was our off ice training um, before <sighs> the season started, fell in love with it. The, uh, our CrossFit coach of the team was like, that was a good air squat. You should get certified. And I, was like, <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but let's do it. Like, that sounds good. Uh, so I started coaching CrossFit um, in high school. Went to college. CrossFit kind of took over as my main focus compared to hockey. Um, started an affiliate at college, a little like CrossFit club with the students. Um, graduated. Was the intern at CFNE for a little bit. Was lucky enough to be hired as a coach at CFNE. Spent five years there. And then when the world kind of got turned upside down, we did some Zoom classes at CFNE. I kind of liked it. I liked the uh, the convenience for people of being able to zoom into a really good CrossFit class and carry on with their day. So then I started this project, this virtual affiliate. After that,
1: amazing. So you played ice hockey. Is that yep. what you were saying? So what what position did you play?
0: I was a goalie. I was goalie. Oh really? Yes.
1: How exciting! So Paul used to do ice hockey when he was younger. Oh as well. no way! Yeah, he used awesome. to play. Um, he used to play right defense. love that oh
0: yeah Yeah. if I could do it again I'd be a defenseman I think it'd be a lot more fun I love playing goalie but yeah I think defense is where it's at
1: yeah no I I I think goal is a great position were you supporting the Boston Bruins or
0: yeah so uh I'm from around New York City originally so the Devils and the Rangers are my my teams but living up here gotta root for the Bruins gotta, gotta
1: do it so when we were in Boston, we 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 went to a bar to watch a match of the Bruins. It was so fun. It was such an electric atmosphere. It was so was.
0: Cool. <laughs> yes, oh, I love that. Can't yeah. wait to go back to sports like the sporting events. That I should know. be fun to be in yeah. person and watch them.
1: Totally. Because we went to a um a Red Sox game, um and I think when I told Katie we were doing that, she was like, oh, but it's so boring. <laughs>
0: But different we, than hockey right very yeah different. definitely yeah.
1: <laughs> so maybe we should have gone to the hockey match and watched the the, the red sox in a bar but no we had a, we had a great time because <laughs> there was just so many snacks that you could you know choose from
0: <laughs> at yes. the baseball oh i match. love that um, yeah, basically eat, eating with a show the eating is a main event yeah <laughs> yeah totally
1: exactly um so your crossfit journey is really really interesting so you had this non-profit affiliate um, and then you interned at CrossFit New England, and so what was your job before you started your own affiliate? What what was your job title?
0: Uh, before gym buggers. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at CFNE, started out as the intern, um, became the facilities manager, so basically the janitor, but really important role like safety and cleaning was that for a while. Became in charge of the onboarding, so anyone. New to the gym, I was in charge of uh, onboarding them, bring them through elements, and then layered on top of that, I became the head coach. So for the past year and a half to two years of my time there, I was the head coach at CFA.
1: Wow! So if you were head coach, that means you outranked Ben Bergeron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, not technically, not not on paper, but um, yeah, <laughs> we can say that. <laughs>
1: you taught them everything they know.
0: Right? Yes, no. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so everyone who listens to this podcast will know how much we love Ben Bergeron here. Um so like you climbed the ladder at CFNE, made head coach, um, you did elements and immersion, and then you started your own CrossFit gym. So how was Ben Bergeron, the CrossFit god that he is in my eyes, when you told him you were thinking of leaving? I'm interested to know. As an employee and as your friend, how did he navigate those last few moments before you opened your last, sorry, before you opened your new venture?
0: Yeah, totally. So for Batum, his words were, his happiness is my main, was his main goal. Or sorry, <laughs> his words were that my happiness was his main goal. And that meant a lot. That was really cool. That wow. certainly um, diffused any potential worry or stress from the situation. So by him saying that, we were able to wrap up my time there pretty easily. Um, I loved that place. I did, it was a hard decision to leave. Um, it was a, a leap of faith. So I gave them a three months notice. I think if anyone's thinking about leaving a job, the, the more notice you give them the better. And sometimes I might on the spot say, you're done, like see you later. Yeah. Luckily that wasn't the case for me. Um, three months so that we could plan like removal of my roles, onboarding someone else, make it a seamless transition. And he said, the two things were that his, my happiness was his, was his main goal. And um, I guess we'll call it like professionalism. Like, you don't want senioritis. Like, oh, I already put my two weeks in. So whatever, I don't care. Like yeah. uh, he made sure that I was still accountable. And part of that was like, I couldn't go there wearing a Jim Bunger shirt and be like, everybody come to my affiliate, like, let's go. Like, um, which would be totally unprofessional. So happiness and professionalism, were the forefront of our discussion and that really guided our last few uh months together
1: that's awesome that's so that's so like you say so professional and c- yes. keeps the relationship in an in a good place going forward
0: um so you still
1: you still in touch with Ben
0: yeah I've um my plan was to work out there a lot just based on my schedule and like projects I'm working on I haven't been able to go there as often as I'd like to but uh CFNE will always be somewhat of my home. So Aww.
1: yeah, yeah. I see you wearing the CFNE tops all the time in your Instagram post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So um, in your own words, then, what is Jim Bungers, and more importantly, who is Jim Bungers?
0: Oh, great question, Flo. <laughs> so um, this is not a gym named after myself. That's um, I can see how we understood that way. But uh, my father passed away from ALS just about uh, almost I guess 13 years ago. Uh, and his name was Jim Bungers, J-I-M Bungers. So it was super fitting to um, do something in honor of him. G-Y-M Bungers is named after my father. And the, the importance there is ALS, if anyone doesn't know, is a disease that robs you of your ability to move. Like you uh, lose control of your muscles, you can't move, you eventually can't swallow or breathe even. Um, so me as a teenager seeing that happen to him, movement became a very important part of my life. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that I can move and I get to move is actually a saying. We get to do this. It's a big part of our gym. Um, But the fact that I have that ability is something that I wanted to celebrate. So CrossFit allows me to celebrate that. And coaching it allows me to help others to celebrate that ability. So um, seeing my father suffer that way was the Mm -hmm. motivator to do this. So it's only fitting that we named the gym after him.
1: Wow. Yeah, um, I'm sure your dad is very, very proud of what you've been able to oh, achieve thank, thank with you his so much. with his legacy. And you know, how does it feel hearing people say his name constantly and honoring him all the time?
0: Is oh, it- it's, it's that's the best. That, that was the goal. If people don't know it; they're saying the GYM version of it, but um, to me, they're saying his name, and that's yeah. the best thing ever. Is like um, if someone's gone, at least you can repeat their name, and that's really important. That Every day, lots of people are saying his name. So.
1: I, th- I love that that's the purpose. You know, it's such a clear purpose for Jim Bungers. It's, you know, it's so, it's so wonderful. Um, so why did you choose to affiliate with CrossFit itself, the brand?
0: What's totally. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, certainly, there, we didn't have to, right? We're not like CrossFit Jim Bungers. We, we don't, we don't have to affiliate two reasons really. One is I think it communicates what we're doing really well. Like, oh, we're a CrossFit gym. That automatically explains yeah. um, the type of workouts we do, the type of movements, what our methodology is on nutrition and all that stuff. So even someone who hasn't done CrossFit, that uh, is a really simple way to bundle and explain mm-hmm. what, what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, that was reason number one. The reason two is CrossFit has given me so much and like for over 10 years has been Uh, how i operate and what i do so i couldn't imagine like being half in, like doing the crossfit workouts and calling them like cindy and freya but not actually being a crossfit gym i think would be uncomfortable so i want to be part of the community i want to give back to the community as much as i can because the community has given me so much um it's just cool to say that like I'm a part of a crossfit gym like <laughs> it's really you're fun part to say of the, too.
1: the family now yeah yeah um,
0: exactly yeah so
1: how easy was it to become an affiliate and break the barrier by being the first zoom only affiliate which is to- so cool that you're the first oh thank
0: you yeah <laughs> it was um the affiliate application's wicked fun they like make sure they get all your information but then they ask you to write an essay essentially like why do you want to be an affiliate like what's oh. what's your purpose for affiliating um so it's fun to explain my why I can just explain to you like explain yeah. the message there um and then the really the hang-up was I was concerned that insurance wasn't gonna cover us because we're virtual right we have people in India and Canada and California and Massachusetts and it's like yeah. oh man how do we insure that and luckily through some clarification the insurance company was like nah you're good like we're we're we support you as an affiliate <laughs> you're covered yes. so, yeah yeah <laughs> thank goodness um so there was a a slight snag in that situation. But other than that, it was um, smooth sailing.
1: So did sort of your, pra- like, so you'd done some Zoom at CF&E, did that help when you started? Did that, um, you know, had members who had moved away, get reunited with yourself?
0: Tons, yeah. So actually um, the Zoom we did, see if any helped in two ways uh one like the physical presence like uh you can if you can see me now like you gotta have a wide angle lens gotta have good lighting gotta be able to see my feet and my hands the demo and all that stuff oh yeah um, yeah i i started out doing zoom classes from my desk and i'm like sitting there up against the camera <laughs> and like t- talking like that and that is definitely not a fun experience for anybody involved <laughs> um so that practice helped a ton and then uh your presence. So at a gym, you're like a physical place, your presence you're like be loud and move around a lot and fist bump people, all that stuff. Yeah. And obviously on zoom, you're super limited. So really you have to be like a radio host. That's what we figured out through trial and error at CFNE. is when you're coaching a zoom class, you do want to talk a lot more. You do want to use names a heck of a lot more and you have to be really descriptive. You still don't want to talk too much, but uh, you definitely want to be kind of filling the dead space, whereas mm-hmm. at a physical place the music or the clanging and banging of the barbells would do that. You have a bigger role for presence and attitude when you're doing stuff virtually. So that yeah. helped a lot. And then you mentioned members who move away really cool. Uh more times than I can count people who moved away from CFNE, like a new job or like their family was moving, they were crushed about leaving their gym. They're like, oh I don't care about leaving my friends or anything like that. Like man, I don't want to leave CFNE. Like they're yeah. crushed. And the Zoom option allows them to kind of recreate that experience that they got at CFA. So really cool, they can reconnect with friends and family, like gym family that way.
1: Yeah, so how does it feel having a gym with such a global reach then?
0: Oh, I love it. Um, People have asked me a bunch, like with the world coming back to normal and vaccines going out, like, are you gonna open up a physical space and I really have no interest in that. Like it's, it's yeah. awesome that we well, have a member in India, like yeah. he's taking his 8 PM class while I'm coaching the 9 30 AM <laughs> class here. Like the, it's 6 30 AM in, in California and they're all in the same class together. Yeah. And there's something so like, like magical about it, like time traveling. Like it's pretty cool. So yeah. I'm looking to grow that global reach. I want like people from Australia and the UK and from Canada, from Mexico, all in the same class together.
1: And I guess their family or whoever lives with them can join in as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so um, we actually have a household membership. So for $135, up to four people in that house can join in and we've seen people get their parents involved and their kids are hopping in the classes with them and it's uh, way more accessible. It breaks down that barrier uh compared to driving to a physical place like you're not going to drag your 65 year old parent with you like try it out just one time like get in the car like get, yeah. walk into the gym with me that's super intimidating but like for them to walk into the living room and just see me mess around on the screen like oh it's not that bad like <laughs> that's
1: not totally so scary. yeah so much <laughs> less uh, intimidating so much less gym anxiety because i think for a lot yes. of i mean for me it was it was a, a big deal walking into that space whereas if you're if i was just going you know, into the room where I work out in now, um, so much less intimidating. So yeah, it takes down that, like you say, the barrier to working yeah, out. Totally. And
0: so we how, <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, on that, so on the, the, uh, intimidation, yeah. we joked at if that when you pulled to the parking lot on some days, you could hear all the bars dropping from the parking lot. So we're going to assume that a bunch of people probably pulled up like, got out of their car about to walk in heard that noise they're like no way like i'm not doing that get out of here (laughs) so hopefully or i know so that this is a less intimidating environment so that's what we're trying to um,
1: create for
0: people
1: you're not only um breaking down sort of the barrier of of getting there you're also making it a lot more affordable. So there's another barrier you've broken down, haven't you, with that as well? Because CrossFit isn't cheap. Being a member of a CrossFit box is, is a huge financial commitment. But with Jim Bungers, that barrier is, it's one less barrier for working out, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. So we are fortunate. We don't have a huge warehouse space that we're gonna pay rent on. We don't have to clean that space, buy and service all the equipment. So we're saving a ton as a business, and we pass that savings on to members. Uh, membership is significantly cheaper than if you were going to a physical place. And so, yes, members have to buy their own equipment, but uh, buying your own equipment and a Jim Muggers membership is still gonna be cheaper in the long run than paying for an in-person facility.
1: Yeah. And then you've, you've got that equipment for as long as you want to keep it for. It's not like you have exactly. to hand it back at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. You can sell it when you're done with it and make some money back on it and stuff. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And I guess now is, you know, a time when people are feeling less confident about leaving their homes and it's not a coincidence that you started this during COVID is it? So this is, um, another barrier is, um, the fear of catching coronavirus or the whatever the next big disease is
0: um yes yeah, yeah. so i think i've heard some officials say they're like they're going to wait another year until they go to a, a restaurant or like inside into a restaurant and i can understand that like uh katie and i have mask moments where we're watching netflix and obviously they're not wearing masks and we like panic for a second we're like oh my god where's their mask like oh they forgot their mask and totally like, oh, it's- <laughs> it's yeah TV show. so there is there's some anxiety around it. And I'm looking forward for the world to get back to normal. I want people to get out and do their thing. But if you are afraid of going to a gym and sweating next to people, there is a safer option for sure.
1: And another thing is, um, you know, people have children and then they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get childcare. I can't go to the gym anymore. So. You're there, you, you'll always be there. So that's another one, isn't it? People that have oh, c- caring um, responsibilities, it solves that problem.
0: Totally. Yeah, I have a nine-year-old golden retriever that I have to take care of, and that's a <laughs> exactly. very low pull. And <laughs> sometimes I still don't know how people manage with, with kids. I know. Um, so what we, what we tried to do, the thought with gym buggers, let's say, snap your fingers, COVID's not a thing anymore. Um, driving to the gym. Like parking, walking in, chatting with everyone and anyone who's there, uh, having to find childcare potentially, or having to bring your kids with you and packing up all their stuff. They yeah. sit there and whine for the entire time and then driving all the way back home. Like that's, a, that's an hour potentially yeah. wasted where our classes are 45 minutes. I love it. Most times people sign in and their kids are standing there like waving at the screen, <laughs> excited to see everybody. And it's a full family affair. So we're trying to just give people some time back in their day especially those that have commitments of taking care of others.
1: Yeah. And um, in the UK, it, was it the same in America? When sort of coronavirus was descending, people were just buying gym equipment. And, you know, eventually you couldn't get hold of any at all because it was it had all <laughs> gone. Um, so all those people with all that gym equipment wondering what to do with it, you know, these virtual workouts, it's, they're now like, well, I've got all the kits. So maybe I don't need to go back to the gym anymore.
0: Exactly, that's like um, I myself took part in that, that uh, <laughs> panic buying of gym equipment and I couldn't imagine letting it sit dusty going back to a real gym. Like if I have it, I might as well use it. Yeah. And um, there is an accountability aspect. Like we've all heard the joke of the treadmill that becomes the closet, right? Cause you're not motivated to use it. So just your clothes pile up on it uh, by being a part of gym buggers, having the equipment is like mm. 20% of the, of the process signing into the zoom classes and taking a, a part of the, the accountability is the rest of the process so yeah. if you have it you have the equipment we're here to help you use it and you don't even need equipment we have a lot of members who um, have like a dumbbell and that's it we had a member um, joined who had just two gallon water jugs and this would work out with that as as her dumbbells and it was awesome so equipment helps but it's not a necessity if you have equipment we can help you use it
1: yeah so how do we have the same workout then if we're all working with different equipment?
0: Oh, great question, Flo. Well, yes, so uh, we do post a workout on Sugar Wild. We post the RX version of the workout and it might be like deadlifts, like assuming with a barbell, uh, a bike erg and toes to bar. And with that workout that gets posted, we post extensive notes on the stimulus and modification. So if you don't have a barbell, here's the double dumbbell version here's a single dumbbell here's a kettlebell option for today if you don't have a bike here's like you could run you could row ski erg, jump rope dance around your apartment for however long <laughs> you want to do it and if you can't do toes to bar here's this the uh, abbat equivalent here's the candlestick equivalent we we've through trial and error basically have a laundry list of modifications for any movement you can think of so that you could have two people in different parts of the world doing completely different movements, finishing at the same time, feeling the same way, being just as sore the next day. You know what the workout is?
1: Because it's all about the stimulus, isn't it? And getting it exactly. right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, twofold for that is uh, we were coaching staff of two, me and my buddy James. We are really diligent about the stimulus, making sure like equipment modifications. And uh, ability, we want you to have your best workout, and uh, we'll guide you with weight. We'll guide you with reps. We'll say, like, "Hey, instead of doing a doing fifty double unders, let's just jump rope for a minute. Let's let's practice our jump rope today." Yeah. As an example, so uh, we really hone in on the stimulus twofold there.
1: Uh-huh, okay, interesting. So, um, oh my what is the most common pieces of equipment that people have at home? And also what equipment do you recommend people purchase if money is no object?
0: Oh, money's no object. Yeah. Uh, a barn, a barn full of all the crossfit. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone has dumbbells. Most people, a lot of our members started with dumbbells and after a week or two, they're like, I'm buying a barbell. I, I missed the barbell. Yeah. barbell. So um, barbells are pretty common now too. And that's to have that option to go Either or is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have bike ergs. Anything that Concept Two makes is wow. incredible. The ski erg, the rower, the bike—like can't go wrong if you can get a hold of them, I know they're they're uh, in short supply, but they're amazing. I think if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one machine, I would get the bike erg first, just because it's more appealing to flip on the lights in the garage and go sit on the bike for me, at least, than it is to walk in there and start rowing. <laughs> <But> <laughs> most days I feel like biking more but uh, can't go wrong with anything C2 makes. True,
1: I agree with um, that.
0: And then if, I guess if I had to suggest one thing, like if money was no object, get more plates, get a barbell and get more weight plates so you mm-hmm. can hit those heavy deads if you wanted to. Uh, have tons of weight options for the workout. That'd be a good option.
1: That's a really good idea, actually, yeah. Give yourself as many different options as you can with all the different
0: plates. if
1: only we could get hold of them here in the uk
0: (laughs) right yeah same thing here they're they're sold out we get the rogue uh notification like hey back in stock and by the time you click on the link they're already out of stock again Uh,
1: i can't get hold of um so it's two and a half kilos i need so it's you know probably what 10 pounds or something no i don't even know it's the little the little ones. The little ones. Um
0: oh, the little, like change plates, yeah, like fives and
1: yeah, the tiny ones. they they are That's out five, of stock. Yeah. yeah, five then, yeah. Oh gosh, my math is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um if I missed the live class, because you currently have is it four, three or four
0: classes? Four or four, yeah. We have uh Eastern Standard Time, six AM, seven thirty, nine thirty, twelve thirty.
1: Yeah. So if I missed one and I'm a member, it's not a problem because...
0: Not a problem. No. Yeah. We record. We record um, the 7.30 every day. We posted the sugar wad. So if you are unable to make a class or you want to work out later in the evening or you're in a different part of the world and your schedule doesn't match up, uh, the the full class is recorded um, from the very beginning to the very end. So the clock, the stimulus, the strategy, the full warm up. you hear people's questions and that'll help guide your your questions a little bit so yeah fully recorded class for every workout we do
1: so good and what what have you learned um during your is it six months you've had gym bungers now
0: gosh um, just about yeah yeah a couple weeks will be our full six months yeah
1: amazing so what so what so far have you learned works well
0: for workouts or just in in general like for um
1: with um with like the business so ha- how like yeah. what-
0: oh totally um really funny at would see if was a part of the immersion program which was like uh how to run an affiliate better and that got me down a rabbit hole of reading things like traction which is the entrepreneurial operating system uh stuff like the e-myth revisited like incredible books about running a small business uh and essentially if I had to pick one thing from all of that, it is automate. Have systems in place to the point where if you got hit by a bus, someone could pick up your operating manual yeah. and know what to do right away. That means like everything you do in a daily basis is recorded step-by-step. Step. So you could like call some random person in, give yeah. them the manual and they would be able to follow from there. Because what I didn't have that from the beginning, it's I taught people to do that. And then when I started my own thing, it's not easy. It's not easy to, to write down everything you're doing you have to do it you yeah have time to write down what you're doing Definitely. Um, yeah you, you, you scramble and it's tough and you're like about to go to bed and you're like oh god I didn't post that thing I was supposed to oh no like oh. Um, so it's just, <laughs> life is a lot less stressful when you write it down you have the systems and it essentially becomes automated and then when you do have the opportunity to bring more people in and grow your staff onboarding is super easy as opposed to just be like, yeah, you know, like we, we <laughs> post the workout. It's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. You've
1: got the business continuity and you just hand them the folder. You're like, read this and exactly. come back in a couple of days and let me know what you think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully not, but have you experienced any challenges that you didn't foresee when you went live or did you kind of prep for all possible outcomes?
0: Ooh, yeah. Challenges um can be a positive one I know a, yeah absolutely I, I, like I know a weakness of ours and something that I've had to learn is uh marketing isn't easy <laughs> like communicating <laughs> what we're doing podcasts certainly helps so I'm so grateful for this opportunity oh. but um I, I had in my mind it's like everyone knows about gym Bungers. like <laughs> yeah. I, I started I was posting workouts for about two months before actually starting live classes so I was like oh man we're gonna have a wait list and like thousands of people are going to want to join and it's like um (laughs) unless you market really well people don't won't hear about you so a big focus of the past month and going forward for probably the next three months we're really trying to improve our marketing efforts that's probably our our weakest showing right now where we can improve the most is uh, better social engagement better search engine optimization and just like having a better website experience
1: yeah, see so I think that's good that you focus more on the business itself before you started the the promotion because I think some people get it the wrong way around they, they get their Instagram page looking amazing but then you, the product is less than good. So I think yeah. I yes. think <laughs> you've done like it the right way around I think. Um well, what has, what has been the feedback from your members so far?
0: Oh, uh, they they love it. They're getting wicked fit, I think. Yeah. Uh, something or from their words is like, when you go to the gym, it was more of a social hour than it was to, to work out. And mm. you're always looking out of the corner of your eye, like, oh, what are, what are they doing? What's he doing? What's she doing? And you're not focusing on your workout. Yeah. And uh, going back to the convenience, like, oh man, my kids are home from homesick from school. Like I can't work out today. So you miss days yes. in there. Yeah. Uh, what our members have experienced at Gym Bungers is they're way more consistent. They're way less distracted. And because of that, they're getting way fitter. And it's cool to see that process happen right in front of my eyes. It's Cool to see them see that happen.
1: Oh, brilliant. And are they recommending it as well for you? Is that like is the word of mouth doing its thing for you? Yes.
0: With, without our amazing members with their word of mouth, we would not we would have zero market, <laughs> marketing <laughs> essentially. So our only market our marketing that's doing really good is our members doing word of mouth. They uh, we are so grateful for them for talking us up.
1: Oh, so you, you do use um, sugarwood. You mentioned it briefly. How important is that to the Gym Bunga's business?
0: Incredible. That is the communication link between us and the members. Uh, super easy back-end system to use to post workouts and post. You can post videos. You can um, message people on there through there. So it is super simple. We love uh, communicating to our members that way.
1: Wow. Yeah, because we don't—I don't have such a thing at, at our gym, and um, I know it's quite—it's used a lot in America. Because I have got a f- friend who's um, working out in America, in California, that one, and, and she was like, "You don't have Sugar Squad?" I was like, "Nope, nope <laughs> don't know what it is," but it sounds really good. It sounds like that's how you sort of push each other as a member.
0: Totally, you can give each other fist bumps on there. You comments and stuff. Our members have taken a liking to uh, gifts. They instead of writing yeah. out a comment like, hey, great job on that workout, they're posting hilarious GIFs under <laughs> people's scores. And you'll always hear members say like, oh, I took Sugarwad and like, she got this many reps. So I have to make sure I at least do that good.
1: Yeah, it sounds great, actually. Um, I think we use, um, we just use Facebook, but I think Sugarwad just sounds like it, it really does support that. Um, well, the the community aspect. And it's so important for you when you're not, all in the same room yeah it must be really good to have that platform um oh
0: totally yeah, yeah like um we do the a downside of virtual crossfit is like you don't have that camaraderie or togetherness that people come to know and love from crossfit gyms and sugar gives us the opportunity to kind of recreate that yeah through comments and through fist bumps and through us posting fun things we're able to get as close as we can to that group environment without actually being in the same place
1: so um do you ever get a day off uh
0: (laughs) uh, i do i do absolutely so um we don't have any live options on uh sundays on our weekend schedule we have one live class at 9 a.m uh probably gonna add a second one pretty soon but um we pre-record a saturday class and we pre-record Sunday. So if you want to work out before 9 a.m. on Saturdays, there's a recording there. And then Sundays is a uh, stretching opportunity. or We call it the Sunday stretch. Yeah. Where you can watch, watch me try to work on my flexibility. It's honestly more entertaining than it is <laughs> helpful sometimes. But um, that gets posted on Sundays. So we do have content 24-7. I luckily am not there live on Sundays.
1: Yeah. Okay, I feel a bit better now that you get some time off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're doing the programming yourself, aren't you? You're not um, like borrowing a comp train programming. It's all you. Correct,
0: yeah people, yeah, people ask about that. And that is probably, other than the actual coaching of classes, the programming is the next biggest time commitment for me. And the reason I'm still doing it is I know our members' needs as, an, as athletes and what they have in terms of equipment. And I think if I were trying to force some other programming, like round peg, square hole, kind of yeah. force it into what our members need, it would, it'd be obvious. It wouldn't be the best product. Yeah. So uh, by doing it myself, I know we're getting the best home gym experience possible.
1: Well, I have dropped in a couple, well, a few times yes. now.
0: Yeah, i come to a bunch of classes. Yeah.
1: So, I know what it's like to work out at gym Bunger's. and uh, <laughs> I will give you some feedback now. Um, it was an amazing experience every time. Um, yes. You are like a commentator. Your coaching is phenomenal. you're 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 literally like coming out of the screen at us and um cheering us on, really motivating me. I felt so noticed because you kept saying my name throughout the workout. Um, and honestly, that makes such a difference, um, knowing that you're being watched. It sounds weird, but um, <laughs> it, honestly, by you not doing the workout yourself alongside, it made me work harder because I knew you were there watching me the whole time and actively coaching me and giving me these little tips. So, you know, you helped ensure as well that I was getting the right stimulus and you modified the workout because I was working out with Paul, my husband, at the same time, um, in the same space, sharing the same equipment. And so you were you were able to, I mean, just off the top of your head as well, um, make sure that we could hit the movements just a little bit differently to everyone else on screen, but ensuring that we had the same great workout as everyone else. um, and so much so that my Apple Watch that I used to track the workout told me afterwards that it was the best workout of the week. And even though I do my own CrossFit virtual workouts with my my current gym um, on the other days, it just shows you that you, there's something about your programming that makes it makes me work harder, which is interesting, I thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a testament to you. And thank you so much for that. And I also think it's great. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, that you, you know, you included nutrition advice as well at the end. Um, I presume for full members, you also set these nutrition challenges. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. Uh, we've done one so far. We'll probably end up doing two or three throughout the year.
1: So it's the first and most important level on the CrossFit pyramid, isn't it? Nutrition. Is that why you chose to include some dialogue around eating? Because you could just program once and just leave it there, couldn't you?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. So first of all, my cheeks are hurting <laughs> for smiling from that review. So thank you so much. Well, that you can replay, oh, you can replay it. You can replay it back to yeah.
2: yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Set it as my alarm in the morning. Just hear that. Oh, that was oh. so nice. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate that. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah. So uh, nutrition, uh, if you look at CrossFit in a hundred words, it starts out as uh, eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, keep intake levels to that, which keeps, uh, which supports fitness, but not body fat. And then the next sentence, the, the third sentence is um, perform lifts and gymnastics and cardio and do it six times a week. So to be a CrossFitter, if you are a CrossFitter, you are someone who eats correctly and then you worry about what type of workouts you do. Without eating correctly and the workouts, you're not a CrossFitter. You're just someone who's doing high intensity workouts in your garage and <laughs> beating yourself up with those workouts. So um we've learned something CF see if any realized and something that I've taken with me to gym Bungers is really CrossFit gyms need to view themselves as nutrition facilities with a, a fitness problem, as opposed to a gym that's like, Oh yeah. And by the way, like you should guys eat, eat vegetables, like really first and foremost, you got to start with nutrition and then you can layer on the fitness stuff.
1: Yeah. That's really key, isn't it? Totally. And, and
0: luckily um, Katie Zella, my fiance is a nurse. And has gotten her like uh, uh, wag and precision nutrition uh, nutrition certifications, so she's been integral in helping us implement nutrition into the program.
1: Excellent, keeping it in the family.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but no, it's true, isn't it? And um, I think that is amazing, and the right way of doing it because it is so. Because we all know what it feels like to eat poorly, and then you 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 then expect. Well, you can't expect to out train a bad diet, can you? Because we exactly. know what it feels yeah, like can. when you try.
0: Yes, <laughs> I've been trying for far too long and I've finally come around to realize that it's not possible. I tried and it did not work. So nutrition's where it's at. I sometimes um, just actually... keep
1: trying just in case it, it changes.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Seriously, yes. Yeah. Let me know if it does. I, I would love to know if it, if it does change. <laughs> <laughs> not as yet. Totally. No. Yeah, not yeah. But we, um, our nutrition challenge was super simple. And I think that is like, if we're going to implement nutrition in your programming, like, yeah. you have to keep it simple. And ours was, uh, it was a, like, a four point challenge, four points every day for a month. Um, hit your protein goal. So we gave everyone their macros, but we said, like, only hit your protein goal. It's the one where we care about the most. So hit your protein goal. Um, 600 grams of fruits and veggies. 800 is the, the popular diet. Yeah. 600 is super manageable. If 800 is doable, then 600 is, should be a walk in the park. So 600 grams, fruits and veggies, drink half your body weight in water. Uh, members were very upset about that at the beginning, but they got used to it very quickly. And people actually enjoyed it. And then uh, our fourth point was something mindful. So get enough sleep or eat a meal, like sitting down no screens, read a book. Uh, and there was one other one, one of the mindful aspect there but we did that it was very simple and it was very effective so um, yes you should be talking about nutrition at crossfit gyms no it doesn't have to be complicated or crazy for it to work
1: oh absolutely and i think focusing on the protein is great because um for, for women i think i don't know speaking from my experience it's hard to hit the protein macros um, totally it's, it probably is the same for men. I'm just from my, I'm not a man, so I don't know. Um, but as a woman, <laughs> when I track, I'm like, God, I need more protein. And yeah, you you look at foods slightly differently, don't you? When you know you've got to hit these macros.
0: Totally. It was so eye-opening for like, I've done macros before. It's always good to be re- reminded of it and like, took a normal day, macroed it. And, like, wow, I'm way, way off on protein. Yeah. I got to adjust something.
1: Oh. Yeah, keeping it simple. That was it. So yes. you kept the nutrition challenge simple but I also think your your programming for the workouts are exquisitely simple and so effective because it's so easy um doing these virtual workouts at home to list like 10 different movements and the reps are all like because I hate counting that's my problem I hate yep. I hate <laughs> having to keep track so with I think the one I did we did um the first one was a combination of rowing and um, I think it was front squats and it was just two movements. So simple. Um, I'm not going to give the whole game away and tell everyone what the exact workout was, but um, <laughs> just so simple and so effective. Just, I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's like, And pure CrossFit. That was it. It was pure CrossFit.
0: Yes. Yeah. Totally. I'm lucky enough. Uh, so Harry Pally, the guy who the, the magic behind Comp train the guy who programs every workout for Comptrain. train yeah um, I used to live with him I worked alongside with him for a while so I've, I've been lucky enough to be to be touched by harry and his <laughs> amazing programming prowess and uh, a big thing he always push is the class workout has to be simple if you if you see your members uh, an in-person gym like always looking at the whiteboard and like going back and looking at the whiteboard like you you've kind of messed up like right? it's not simple enough there's a there's a a hindrance or some friction during their workout you don't want yeah. it to be too confusing so we do try to keep it simple enough where people aren't coming to look at the screen multiple times throughout their workout
1: i love that and yes yeah, that it was perfect and the other thing i wanted to mention as well just again because i think it's so important the, the warm-up i want to give a shout out to your warm-up
0: oh thank you Heck yeah.
1: how good are your warm-ups honestly
0: it's a, it's a lot of focus. That's like, um, you've got two jobs as a coach, right? Like, the, the first job is they'll warm up, taking them from you have to assume someone was sitting for 23 hours and now they're about to hit this workout. So, get them prepared for that. Your second job is like being their shepherd during the workout, making sure they are moving correctly, keeping them encouraged, keeping them accountable. So, really, I think some coaches do, do one or the other, but we, we really make sure we're doing both those parts really effectively. Like, got to warm up. And then you got to keep an eye on them during the workout. Your warmup
1: though, it wasn't just any old warmup. You warmed up this, the exact bits of my body that I needed for those, for the <laughs> workout. It was, yeah. was mind blowing. And I love the ATYT um, little exercise we did. Oh,
0: oh yes. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah.
1: ATYT, yeah.
0: Yeah, heck yeah.
1: Shoulders oh. were lovely and loose after that.
0: Going. oh I got I should do that more often then perfect yeah
1: oh yeah yeah so um I think that's enough ego nursing for you
0: for one day. <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> this is amazing we should do this more often po. I love this <laughs> I mean if,
1: if you want to come back on my podcast please do maybe um when you've been going a year we should have you back on and you can tell me yes exactly what's going on because what are your plans for the future
0: yes so we just had a big member forum to inform them on that uh with the world coming back to normal, we are not going in person. We're going to we're doubling down on our virtual fitness experience. The eventual goal, the the behag, the big hairy audacious goal, is to have twenty four seven Zoom CrossFit classes. So, coach in Australia, when they're done, the coach in the UK is starting. When they're done, the coach in California is starting. So, we want to have uh, classes going nonstop all over the world for anyone and everyone who wants to partake in them. Uh, so in the immediate we're just looking to add classes and add coaches as we can and as there's a need to it so we added the 6 a.m back in February we're looking to add an evening class uh, eastern standard time an evening class in the near future and we'll just keep going from there we'll keep snowballing
1: oh I can't wait it's so exciting and uh, yeah it's just going from strength to strength and yeah let's have you back on then and you can talk about about it in the future um I would love to any any questions for me? Because I've asked you a lot of questions and I'm conscious that. Um, oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. How long have you been CrossFitting for? I don't know if I know that.
1: 2018 I started. Um, April 2018. And um, I awesome. remember it vividly. It was, it was <laughs> um, a big deal for me because I, you know, was very terrified of the idea of CrossFit. I thought you had to be fit to do it. And um Paul had been doing it since 2018 no sorry 2017 so he'd had a head start and he'd made all these friends and he came back from the gym always pumped and and then I was like huh maybe I should try it but I was so scared to try it so it took me a really long time to go and put my foot in the door
0: yes you conquered your fear though that's awesome yeah do you remember your first workout what was your first workout do you remember that
1: I don't remember I know, I, so I first went to, because um, at Argin, they they offered, you know, when it was open, that's why I'm talking in the past tense, because we're not open yet, yeah.
2: um,
1: <laughs> but they offered like a Monday night, so they'd do normal CrossFit wads, but then on a Monday night, they'd offer a kettlebell only class, and so I went to that first, and that was less scary, because it was only kettlebells. But then when I actually went to an actual WOD, um, I remember it had power cleans and I, I couldn't even lift the barbell up. It was so heavy to me. This just an empty barbell.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that The coach was like, you're stronger than you know. It's all in your mind. And I was like, no, it's pretty heavy. It feels pretty heavy to me. Um, so there was some <laughs> negotiating going on and he was trying to demonstrate the clean. And, uh, and, he, and I was like, like this? And he was like, no, like this. And then I'd go, oh oh so like this and he's like no you're not doing it here's the wooden <laughs> he gave me like the wooden broom handle and told me to like <laughs> practice with the wooden broom handle um and oh, amazing um because you know it was all so new to me but um yeah it, you just it, so we didn't have an onboarding as you used to be the onboarding guy at the they they uh they didn't have that at our place they just sort of said just Come and we'll scale as much as you need to until you get used to the movement. So there's there's different approaches, isn't there, at different places? um
0: Totally. Yeah, I've seen I've heard gyms do tons of different options. Like some gyms are like it's a two month course and it's going to cost you two thousand dollars and we're going to meet every day. And like and some gyms are just like yeah, hop in the class and we'll we'll make it work for you. And I think there is a right or wrong. It definitely depends upon your your setup in your gym. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said for getting people involved in classes as soon as possible. I think. People join the gym to do the classes, so if you're like, great, you can do that once you finish all of this like onboarding process. That's kind of a the traction, so it's good to get people in classes ASAP.
1: Yeah, it's the best bit, isn't it? Really, it's where you make your friends. Yeah,
0: and keep exactly. Building, so. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of kettlebells, you, I, you uh, were using predominantly kettlebells for our workouts. When you dropped in, you guys were doing like kettlebell snatches and kettlebell thrusters, and I personally to test kettlebell snatches I, I do not have fun doing them but you guys were doing so good with them so the big big shout out to you guys for that for your kettlebell experience during our workouts
1: well i think it's because you demoed the snatches so well
0: i just um
1: <laughs> imitated what you were doing and i they never looked like that before
0: it was all oh, I'm glad that's good all of you.
1: <laughs> no we don't have any dumbbells we've only got kettlebells because you can't get hold of dumbbells full of no money and um, when our gym was giving them away to members um before lockdown happened we we didn't get our act together and um, (laughs) we missed out and and of course that was it then we we couldn't but it was fine because we've got these two kettlebells and we were like well it's not the end of the world but yeah it it, a kettlebell snatch is not as pleasant as a dumbbell snatch you are correct
0: yeah it's a a lot more focused than with a dumbbell yeah dumbbell you throw it up there kettlebell you got a lot of a lot of thinking to do to so you don't smash your wrist.
1: It's the wrist, isn't it? It's the fact that it smacks you on the back of the wrist. So that's why yeah. I pad them uh, up.
0: Yeah. Yes, I have some bad experiences like, oh, I'll try, I a, a dumbbell <laughs> snatch. And you, you do your first one and it flops all the way <gasps> over and like, <laughs> whacks you in your forearm. Yeah, not fun.
1: Is there a way <laughs> to stop that happening? Is there a sort of hack?
0: No? Yeah, you got, you uh, twist into it. Uh, I need one to demo, but like you on the way up, you don't flap the kettlebell oh, and yeah! You twist your thumb up and that, that helps. You're actually coming off of a pec injury yourself, right?
1: I um, yeah, my pec. Yes, you. Yeah. I also um ages ago broke my broke my wrist falling off uh, oh. a rig doing toaster bar. I landed in
0: a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I slipped no.
1: I slipped off the rig. So um classic, isn't it? Oh. Classic, classic, stupid darn yeah. So i I was doing suicide grip, so I wasn't like my thumb wasn't round the thing, so I yeah I slipped oh no yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, you've had rhabdo, so you've yes. had rhabdo.
0: Yeah.
1: um what else have yeah. you had any other injuries or uh, let
0: me see i <laughs> basically yeah, rhabdo is, is is the top of the that's the worst one I've had. Oh, my god um, little like little like tennis elbow stuff here and there occasionally which um, sucks. So I've, I've like been really good at avoiding that since then. Yeah. Um, other thing, I guess the, the next injury of note is we tried to build our own pig. Remember the pigs from the CrossFit games? Yeah, the, Like yes. big like refrigerator things. Yeah. This was like my, probably my, my second month at CFNE. We found, like found a, a metal I-beam in the woods next to the <sighs> gym. I just like found this rusty hunk of metal and it was wow. the perfect size to, to be a pig. So we took a bunch of broken plates. We took um, some old mats and like duct taped and uh, saran wrapped and like we wrapped <laughs> up this thing and it was a perfect pig and we had to move it and we made it too heavy. It was too heavy of, a, of an object. So I ended up, when I got underneath it and I picked it up, I went from here to the transition. I like jammed my wrist in the transition, so I had a little bit of a busted wrist.
1: Was it officially broken?
0: No, no, yeah, that was a, a long story for the fact. I just had a little sprained wrist. <laughs> no, but they
1: take a long time to heal, though.
0: Yes, yeah, wrists are super finicky, man. Wrists are tough.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do know.
0: Yeah, How, how long ago was that? When, when did you break your wrist?
1: Uh, Twenty. So ja- January 2019. And I went to sure, a CrossFit but- um, sanctioned event to see one of our friends who um had qualified and I ended up meeting some famous CrossFit athletes and um they, they saw my cast and they were like how did you do it and I was like oh I, I was doing toaster Bar and I fell and they were like you're not supposed to fall
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah I know that yeah
1: <laughs> I know I know yeah thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I miss sanction events and stuff I really do enjoy yeah, going to see Crossfitters. It was I loved it. Did you guys get into doing that?
0: We so uh, yeah, regionals were huge around us. Steve and he sent teams to regionals a couple of times. Um, so we would always basically shut the gym down that weekend and head out to regionals, oh, and cool. that was it was always a party because you see, like, yeah. uh, I had friends from all over the regionals are perfect because I knew people all across our region, so we all end up in the same spot for the weekend. It was cool to see people, see old friends
1: yeah can't wait for that stuff to get going again that'll be brilliant
0: yes sorry, are you doing sorry. the open we are yep so uh jim buggers is gonna program the open workouts on fridays i haven't officially signed up yet my members said they're gonna uh peer pressure me into doing that uh, i'll do the workouts i don't know if i'll submit my scores but i'm excited to to see what happens this oh, year. okay yeah. yeah would
1: you do the full version the one with equipment for yourself
0: for, i I'd, I'd probably do the full version yeah um and, and scale it as I like wanted to. Like, for instance, we only we really only program str- uh, strict pull-ups at Gym Bungers. So let's say it was like a big chest-to-bar workout. And something else, I would do like 70% of the number of strict pull-ups.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that because you don't want members doing loads of kipping?
0: Yeah. Well, we figured most people don't have a pull-up bar. Yeah. And if they do, it's like the the door jam one. That's yeah. Like not safe to sling from. Yeah. So um we we do program strict pull-ups at least once a week and we always the modification is a bent over row. So dumbbell oh, and barbell, yeah. heavy row. And it's that's a but that's more comparable to a strict pull-up. It'd be weird to have some people kipping away and the alternative be just a bent over row. It does not like match up very well. Yeah, so we you're right.
1: Yeah. There's more work involved in a strict pull-up than a kipping
0: pull-up. Totally. I think, yeah, like safer the at-home environment safer to keep them most strict.
1: So when you had rhabdo, right? Going back to that, um, was it the pull-ups, do you think? Was it the was it the the bicep burn? Do you yep.
0: think it, it was my bicep, my arms were stuck like this. Yeah. I stupid stupidly the night before going to the hospital, I was like, I was on the on the bed. I was like, Katie, put the pillow on this part and like lay on it so that my arm will straighten out. <laughs> and then that day, before i went to the hospital it was a deadlift workout and my arms were started like this and i was like oh well at least the heavy deadlifts will help my arms straighten out so like end right of the workout <laughs> like i, I kind of got my arms straighter it hurts so bad <laughs> the thing yeah, is though
1: I'm, i mean i'm sure paul has been in the same situation he maybe he had rhabdo at some point
0: because he will get it acutely without knowing
1: yeah because he's been there where he couldn't straighten his arms out
0: yeah that, that's like pretty if you got a blood test you might be pretty close to the, oh the rhabdo levels yeah i, did, yeah. I <laughs> but, bet you did um, yeah
1: i think we should probably leave it there i feel like i've taken it way too much of your time thank you Not so much
0: the, the best i love this i love talking oh. about it. I love answering questions the, the ego uh, boost was awesome very much appreciated so thank you so much
1: thanks so much for listening and well done you made it to the end of the episode How fun was that? Seriously, hugely grateful to Morgan for taking the time to come on my little podcast. As always, do get in touch if you would like to co-host an episode with me. You can email me at whatbaypodcast at gmail.com or you can direct message me on Twitter or on Instagram. We can record over Zoom and it can be totally COVID secure and you can be anywhere in the world. It's absolutely fine. We can make it work. Don't forget, you can also find me over on Twitch every Sunday at 5pm UK time for a live stream podcast episode. I would love to see you there. You can just watch silently and lurk in the background and I won't know who you are, if you like being anonymous, or if you want to chat to me in the chat bar, you'll need an account on Twitch and you'll need to follow World Bay Podcast in order to interact. It's so great because I get to waffle on about a health and fitness related topic and I can ask the chat bar to let me know what they think of what I'm saying in real time and it's so nice to have that dialogue, that instant feedback and I love responding to listeners. Anyway that's all from me for today guys, take care out there, toodles!